Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 Dollar, dollar. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots Podcast, presented by the Whole Nine Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mike Spencer. You can find me on Twitter at MikeSpencerWNS. Joined, as always, by my friend Devin Jackson. Before we get into it and before I introduce Devin, I just want to say we heard your feedback. There was a lot of cussing last week. We are going to do our absolute best to cut back on the cussing. It was rather inappropriate, and on a second listen, it was a little much. So we're going to tone back on that. We're still going to give you the same high-energy stuff that we always do, but, you know, with a lot less colorful language. With that, with that being said, Devin, how are you doing tonight, man? Doing pretty good. I mean, yeah, I agree with what you said. Definitely going to cut back on that, but... I mean, it was a rather surprising week, I would say, in the Big Ten. Uh, definitely gave us games that, uh, you know, we weren't expecting to some of the final scores, at least. Uh, no, but I mean, definitely true. I will say largely, though, most of the games were pretty uncompetitive. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we can, we'll get into it, but yeah, like, oi. Yeah, like. Um, the ring matchups did not live up to the hype. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a rough week. All right, man. So we're going to start off like we always do with Mike's weekly rant. Um, this is a nice, quick, and simple one. Uh, Scott Frost, with possibly one of the dumbest things I've ever heard uh, in my life, um, yesterday. We're recording this on Monday. Oh, no, this was this was on Saturday. Never mind. This is after the postgame. Uh, so he was going on about uh, he longs for the days when wearing a hoodie at a game in Minnesota would warrant, quote, an ass beating by your teammates. Devin, what is Scott Frost wearing while saying this? A nice old fleece hoodie. Yep. I am so tired of coaches with this... We need to go back to the good old days where people weren't soft. And I mean, the coach from UConn did this too, talking about how it's hard to uh, to, uh, to to rebuild at UConn because the players are spoiled and they're mentally weak. It's like, no, you're just a bad coach at a bad program, and um, you know, regional scouting doesn't really exist anymore because guys from you know the New York area, well, they'll find their way down to a Florida school or a Texas, Oklahoma, uh, LA, or like UCLA, USC. Like that happens. Like regional scouting doesn't really exist. You just need to get the right people in there. And Randy Edsel and his staff are not the right people there. Scott Frost, like he, Scott Frost, is like thirty-five years old, I think, or like at at the like oldest he's in his 40s he's 44 like he's honestly only like a generation removed and i'm tired of these coaches referring to these young players as like oh the millennial generation Devin, you and i were born in 1995 we are the last year of millennials we are long gone from being ncaa eligible so just knock it off it's just i'm so tired of this it's like a weekly basis where i see something like this and it gets me angry every time I mean, I think it's just a distraction that they're, they're just finding something to blame because they're tired of taking the blame, I guess. Uh, I mean, Connecticut is never going to be a football school. Uh, they had that one anomaly year where they I think they went to like the uh, 
Fiesta Bowl, I believe. Yeah, a long time ago in a conference that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Sounds like Rutgers. But uh, anyway, let's go ahead and get into the games. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, let's start with the reviews. I'm getting – what were we worried about last week, Devin? Were we worried about the noon game curse carrying over? I mean, yeah, well, oh, man. Yeah, second half was rough. First half, you know. First course, half was rough for different reasons. That was just boring to watch yeah. in the first half. Well, I mean, we're talking about the Ohio State Wisconsin game for those that may not know. Yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, it was as expected in the first half. Two great defenses, uh, an offense for Wisconsin that has largely struggled when teams take away the running game, and uh, Jonathan Taylor couldn't do anything on Saturday. But ooh, that second half, good lord. Chase yeah, Young. definitely. You know, so, I mean, again, it's Monday when we're recording this. This will be out on Wednesday. And by then, my uh, power rankings article should be out. I mean, Wisconsin, they just, they waved the white flag. I put, in, I put it out in the article that they waved the white flag in the second half because their defense got worn down and the offense just couldn't do anything. And they got stomped 38-7 to for Wisconsin. So, again... You've said it for weeks. This is a one-dimensional Wisconsin team, and for lack of a better phrase, they got caught with their pants down. Like, they could not get anything going with Jonathan Taylor. Like you said, he had his worst game as a collegiate athlete in terms of yards per play, uh, sorry, yards per, uh, per carry, um, in terms of total yards. It was just bad. And then poor weather and poor QB play from Justin Fields, because he didn't have a great game. And a horrendous game from the offensive line. And it didn't matter because J.K. Dobbins went into beast mode and Chase Young, I mean, four sacks, two forced fumbles, five tackles for a loss. Like, we, he, he's probably the best football player I've seen since Miles Garrett. He's, he's another level of, of draft prospect. But, like, Wisconsin just never stood a chance in this game in, in the second half. Yeah, I think what the the crazy part was there were times where they started like putting him one on one on the island with some of these linemen and like try to get a chip from like the running back or from the tight oh, end. Oh, he 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 had a play where he Jack Ferguson tried to block him one on one. Like yeah, that's that, that's, ne- <laughs> that's not going to end well. That's not going to end well with a with a tight end trying to block him straight up. Like that that just screams bad idea. Well, they and it tried- was. They tried so many different things. They, like, tried pulling, like, right at him, and he blew up the play. Uh, they tried they tried running screens. He redirected on the screen and still caught him for a loss. I mean, there's nothing he can't do, and Wisconsin couldn't. They just had – I mean, they had a plan, but the plan just didn't work, and then they didn't make adjustments, and they just let Jeff, Jack Cohn on third and long try to sit back there and – pass on oh. with that pass rushing it was brutal I, and i mean you, you got jeff okuda and sean wade and uh damon arnett in the secondary i mean they're they're pretty locked down and i mean when you you don't even get the ball thrown your way because the defensive line is wrecking them it's it's impossible to stop them so it was just a long day for wisconsin but we both saw this coming too one-dimensional. I thought it was going to be close. You called the blowout, but I mean, jeez, this was this was tough to watch. 
Yeah, uh, like, like I said, first half, it, it would. I mean, Wisconsin was right there. I mean, they were like what? It was fourteen nothing at halftime. I think they were right there. I mean, they they made a play early in the third quarter, got a touchdown, and then after that, J.K. Dobbins took over, and so did Chase Young. And then that was all she wrote. It was it was it was just a rough game. That weather really throughout a lot of the the conference games was was quite rough. But yeah, I it, mean, it, we can we can just we we can move on. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> It, for my rankings, with this game definitely affected Wisconsin um, a lot. So next up, uh, we're gonna get the other. The we're we're just getting all of the blowouts out of the way first, all right? And we'll talk about the most fu- the two most fun games last because well we gotta have something to look forward to. Let's talk about Michigan State and Penn State. Uh, this game was done really quick. <laughs> like this game was over insanely fast it michigan state man they were eight quarters without points because they hadn't scored since the second quarter (laughs) of the ohio state game which was played at the very beginning of the month i get that they had a bye week in there but like you got shut out by wisconsin come off a bye week of facing a Penn State team that like had a brutal down to the wire game against Michigan and you just rolled over and died almost immediately like they got utterly dominated yeah i don't know what to say about this team they don't have identity uh D'Antonio brings me to my second point D'Antonio's lost his touch it, it it's over for him man like this team is embarrassing they they cannot move the ball on offense. How about this? How, why would you, as a team that absolutely struggles with your receivers catching the ball because, you know, you lead the, the nation in dropped passes, you have a, like, monsoon. Michigan and Pennsylvania and Ohio were all getting just dumped on in terms of this weather system. It is pouring rain. And your skill position players don't think to wear gloves. Well, uh, Elijah Collins had three had multiple passes just bounce off his hands because the dude didn't bring any gloves with him. Well, the thing about gloves and rain is it just doesn't work because it just gets, it works it, better than bare hands, man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's they've been struggling with that all season. They have they had twenty seven drops coming into the game. On the I think they had five this week, and and Lewerke did not help at all. <laughs> I mean, oh my god! Like this team is bad. Like they, I, I've put in 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 the power rankings article. They may struggle for for bowl eligibility. Like this is a bad team. Yeah, they're they're definitely reeling right. There's, I mean, they are they are six and six epitomized. Like, I could definitely see it. The defense is the only thing keeping them afloat right now, and they really didn't play well. <laughs> I mean, but how can you play well when you're on the field 90% of the game? Oh, I mean, speaking, it, it's just it's tar- it's terrible. <laughs> now, again, there was the, the state of Michigan saw two blowouts this uh, this week, except Michigan was the one delivering the other one. I don't think we saw this one coming at all. Yeah, I didn't actually watch the game like as it was going on. I uh, watched it live on my laptop. Uh, they just dominated the line of scrimmage. The offense, like Shea Patterson, did not have to throw the ball. I think he had two, the, I think he had two completions at halftime. I think there two. was like at one point they had like eighteen straight running plays or something like that. 
Yeah, because their offensive line just took the soul of Notre Dame's defense. Like, Julian Aquara was not at all a factor in this game. Uh, I mean, the Michigan defense has really ratcheted up since getting just throttled by Wisconsin. And I wrote in, in, in an article this week that since that game, Michigan has been the better team of those two teams. It's kind of funny when you think about it that the team that gets throttled has responded better than the team that throttled. Like, they've, they've looked go- pretty good. And, I mean, yeah, they have a loss in there against uh, Penn State, but, like, they've played well. They almost beat Penn State. And then they just they ran all over Notre Dame 45-14. to 14. I think the thing was they were trying to get too cute with uh, their play calling. Like Notre Dame is just not. Notre Dame is almost Iowa levels of boring to watch. <laughs> their offense is just boring, and you know what? Like I'm glad that Notre Dame's not in our conference because I, I don't need more lacklusters like subpar offensive play in our conference. I already have to watch enough of that. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think with Michigan, they finally found an identity that they need to run the ball. I mean, yeah, Shea, they have to. Shea Patterson is not going to win you the game. No, he played like dirt, but that run game and that offensive line is amazing. Yeah, I'm super impressed with John Runyon and uh, Cesar Ruiz, who I highlighted today. Ben Bredesen uh, and uh, dude, dude, uh, Cesar uh, Cesar Ruiz is a, a monster. He was yeah, he was pulling and. It was like clearing out lanes that me and you could run through. I mean, the the lanes that Charbonnet and Haskins were running through were like two, three feet wide. I mean, oh, yeah. it was like literally every other play, it was like a seam, 15 yards, 10 yards, uh, 15, 20 yards. It, it was crazy. Uh, it, they just couldn't be stopped. And for Notre Dame, I mean, everybody thought, you know, they played Georgia close. You know, they thought they were going to try and make a late run for the college football playoff. But with that loss to Michigan, um, it ends any chance of that. And they looked terrible. Um, and Ian Book looked even worse than Jay Patterson. Yeah, <laughs> he looked pretty bad. Uh, but uh, we just, but, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say Michigan's defense is, is looking spectacular. I mean, Connor oh, yeah. Grove and Kalik Hudson, uh, Quiddy Pay had another sack. Uh, those guys continue to dominate in, on the defensive end. And I don't know, Michigan, the, the, they, they might be poised for a late run here. The fun matchup to watch was Lavert Hill on Chase Claypool. Yeah, like, it was that was like, just a fun <laughs> matchup. That was just fun. He was like, what, seven inches taller than him? Yeah, Claypool's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, I think Lavert Hill's like 5'10", 5'11". And Lavert Hill, hold, held, like he holds his own. Yeah. He held his own, and Claypool had some really good catches, and he also, you know, Levert got him a couple of times. But, I mean, let's just let's move on because, I mean, we, get, we got more. There were eight games that we need to review, and there were a lot of blowouts that I really just want to breeze through. Next one, how about Minnesota winning 52-10 to 10 at Maryland? Yeah, that was uh, expected. Maryland is, I don't even know what to say about Maryland. Bad. Sucks. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, she, my uh, my fiance Sydney Wu, I'm giving a shout out to on the podcast. Uh, she <laughs> she was asking me 
uh, today, earlier today, because they had like the Maryland game playing at uh, Promancy Brothers here in State College. And she was like, why? Why they suck so bad? Then they beat somebody by like 80. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that was holy crap. Or Howard or one, one, of the, one of those schools that no one's. No, it was how it was Howard. That holy cross. Someone else beat Holy Cross by like eighty. But yeah, and then they beat Syracuse by a lot. Like I found this stat that in the first two games, Maryland put up fifty five percent of their total points for the season. They've scored two hundred and sixty points. They put up like a hundred and sixty three points in two games, and have done almost nothing since. They ha- they scored more they scored more points uh, no 142 they scored more points in those first uh, you know, 100 points there let me try that one more time sorry <laughs> my math is not work this team has me so worked up I can't even form words properly in those two games they scored 42 more points than they have in the five conference games they played combined. They scored 100 points in conference. They put up 142 in the first two weeks. This team sucks. That's what happens <laughs> when you uh, schedule. I'm not even mad. Cupcakes. I'm not cussing. This team just sucks. And that's the thing. Syracuse was seen as a good team. They were fraudulent. They, they made us think that Maryland was good. That's even worse. You know the funny the funniest thing about the game? So Josh Jackson was healthy, right? They didn't. They didn't. Two passes. They didn't start him. They brought him in. He like missed so badly on the pass. They just never brought him back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. You know what? One, one. There are two great things about this game. One is that Antoine Winfield Jr. got another uh, interception. That brings him to three in two weeks. He's the he's the nation's leader. Is he the nation's leader in interceptions right now? Uh, yeah, that's, that's... I did not know that. That's what they I, said in the game. Wow. I could be wrong, but they said he's, he's that, the I think he's leader. the conferences for sure, but yeah, like he's played so well. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't take one back to the house, but someone else on that defense did. Um, Rodney Smith is now Minnesota's all-time leader in scrimmage yards, so congrats to Rodney Smith. That's crazy. Um, that's crazy, too, because he missed, what, a whole year for with an injury or half I a year so. at least? I think so. I think so, and then that that passing offense it it doesn't seem like it matters whether or not it gets going. It, yeah, it doesn't really seem like it matters. It's it's going to matter in a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it that. will. It's, but it's like right matter. now, I mean, Tanner Morgan, I get it. I, I was hearing on College Game Day that he's so efficient because he 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 puts up touchdowns, but he doesn't turn the ball over, and that is true. He only has like one interception on the year. But, I mean, the guy completes it like a 55% completion percentage. Like, that's, that's not exactly getting the job done. That's not exactly getting the job done, but, like, when your defense puts up almost as many points as the opposing team does, like, again, this is a team that's running game and defense, and they have their identity, and for the first time since World War II, they're 8-0. Um, they have a bye week. They got a big test coming up in two weeks. Yeah, like I said, uh, I, I, I've been impressed with them. Uh, I, I would have liked to see them play against somebody kind of. Oh, we will. Them. They have a very t- – I was looking at their schedule. This is how they finish off the season. They're at ho- – I mean, Penn State's a home game. 
at Iowa, at Northwestern, and then at home against Wisconsin. Their two biggest games are home games. It's, it's kind of good that they got the run game going because I'm, one of those games is going to be snowing. <laughs> Probably that Wisconsin it's, game. It's, End of November in Wisconsin? Yeah. Well, it's in Minnesota. But they, right. Sorry, in Minnesota, but they play outside. Yeah, but they'll be in Iowa, and I, the Iowa game might be a snowy game. They uh, may have snow the rest of their season, let's be honest. <laughs> it's Minnesota. It's cold. It, oh, they're further oh, north than oh, I am, and I'm in Toronto. They put the Penn State game at noon. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, that, that's next week's problem where we have to preview that one. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Maryland's still terrible. They've lost. Five of the last six, that win came against Rutgers, so it's like a half a win. Um, yeah, the, the Maryland's bad. They, I was looking at Maryland's schedule. Oh, oh my! You want you? Do you want to hear Maryland's schedule to close out the season? Sounds like they're going to be winless by that. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, Michigan this week. It's a home game. Then at Ohio State <laughs> versus Nebraska. And at Michigan State, that could be three and nine so easily. They could go from two and zero to three and nine. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty. It is rough. Yeah, it's it pretty rough. bad for them. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Is All right. Let's say about. <laughs> let's stop talking about Maryland from last week. Let's uh, let's let's take a look at the next game. Iowa wins against Northwestern twenty to nothing. Even Iowa's offense looks exciting compared to Northwestern. And, like, I mean, we, we've we gone in on Northwestern enough. Uh, but I, I I can't resist. I can't resist. <laughs> uh, going into this past week, Hunter Johnson was still the leading passer for Northwestern. And the last snap he took was on September 28th. Maryland, uh, sorry, not Maryland, Northwestern has thrown two touchdowns as a team all season. They've thrown 11 interceptions. They have, through uh, seven games, they, they, they haven't crossed 1,000 rushing yards, and they haven't even gotten 900 passing yards. Um, this team... What makes this team even more depressing is that they were nine and five last year. How did they go nine and five last year? Because they actually were good last. Year. Like Clayton Thorson may have been right-handed Tebow, but Hunter Johnson is like—is he Blake Bortles? Like, not even Blake Bortles looked this bad. <laughs> I don't at even least, know what to call was, him. At least he was throwing the ball down the field. Dude, I think he found whatever Art Sikowski was sipping at Rutgers last year. Like, Listen, Sikowski has more passing yards <laughs> in a game than any of these quarterbacks that have played this season. So I think he uh, – you know what? I think Sikowski actually has more wait, yards. Wait a minute. Than, is it, isn't Sikowski going to be in a transfer portal? No, no, no. He's just sitting out for <sighs> for Rutgers to find a new coach. I see a, I see a perfect match in, in waiting. <laughs> Sikowski <laughs> yeah. to Western. Yeah, this 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 game, I was so glad I found like the shortest of condensed versions of this game. I got through this game in seven minutes. I saw everything I needed to. I spent about uh, two minutes. 
Yeah, <laughs> Iowa, their offensive line played better, which is good because it can't exactly play a lot worse than it had in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but it's also really hard to play bad against the defense that is exhausted because their offense just hangs them out to dry. Yep, another Pat, poor, Pat uh, Fitzgerald, hot seat confirmed. Th- th- this needs to end mercifully. Like, this is this is horrendous. His quotes are so terrible. <laughs> oh, did he did he come out with another just absolute gaffer? Well, they were talking about it during the game. They were like, he, he's had some questionable quotes over the last couple weeks. I mean... <laughs> yeah. It's... It seems like it's the writing on the wall. Because, like... When a coach, I feel like when a coach starts answering back to like critics and, uh, um, you know, start listening to what everybody else is saying or what everybody else is writing, start responding to that, then that could be a sign that they're on their way out the door. Because, I mean, what what more can he say? Definitely. Uh, Last blowout of the week was Illinois beating Purdue 24 to 6. Purdue punted the ball nine times. Got a great opportunity to scout their punter. Um, <laughs> Tony Adams with a, another big interception, the defensive back from Illinois. Last week it was the interception that led to the upset victory. This week it was a pick six. Kid's good. Six feet, 200. Don't think it's a good idea for him to come out in this class because this corner class is insanely deep. Uh, but it'll be someone to watch maybe next year as like a senior bowl guy. Like he's a, he's got he's got the physicality, he's got the size, ball skills obviously, and uh, he's a playmaker. Get the ball in his hands. If if he catches it, he's a threat to take it back to the house. Um, the Purdue offense just could not get going. Bryson Hopkins, their best offensive player, only had two catches for six yards like what else is there to say about this game not a whole lot it was a rainy one purdue likes to throw the ball it's not gonna work nope. <laughs> that's, that's what it came down to illinois can, definitely can, illinois can run the ball they did that effectively uh d brown and reggie corbin had a big day uh, oh it's yeah I, I just realized it's actually dre brown not not oh. d oh. <laughs> it's it's dre i looked it up hmm <laughs> I looked it up for an article. I'm like, oh, it's Dre Brown. I, I thought, don't worry, I thought it was D as well. But yeah, Ooh, um, <laughs> it's okay. It happens. It happens. Um, moving on. Here's a game that no one thought was going to be good. It was Liberty and Rutgers. I watched a bit of this game. I don't know why. The Schadenfreude Bowl brought to you by Arby's. Um, yeah. This game was down to the wire. Rutgers, they didn't turn the ball over. I believe that's the first time that's happened this year. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding. I think this is actually the first time Rutgers completed a game without turning the ball over. That is not good. Uh, I mean, that... I mean, it's great that they, they, like, didn't turn the ball over. But, like, yeah, Uh, Johnny Langan... Threw for like 155 yards, which, given the score, is kind of funny because, like, it was 44 to 34. Rutgers won a game. That's the big takeaway. Rutgers wins. You actually had to change your uh, your 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 heading for them in your in your weekly review because I know 
behind the scenes, you have not actually done that for about six weeks. Yeah, because they literally had no shot to win any of the games they played, <laughs> uh, and they th- this is probably this could very well be their last one of the season. So uh, I I think it probably is, and we'll 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 preview that a little bit later. Um, I mean, Liberty had the only draftable player in this game, and Antonio Gandy Golden. I confused it like four times and. And got it mixed up and kept tweeting out that his last name was Golden Gandy, which it is not. Uh, dyslexia sucks sometimes. Um, but, I mean, he played well, but, like, Rutgers just... They had two 100-yard rushers, which is, again, a sentence I did not think I would say. But Rutgers won a game, and I think that's probably where we should end talking about this <laughs> game. Well, uh... <laughs> Unless you have anything you need to add to this. I didn't see anything of this game because I said I wouldn't watch Rutgers the rest of the season, so we can move right along. All right. And then our last game, this was the best game of the week, and if you had told me at the beginning of the season that in a week where we had Wisconsin and Ohio State, Notre Dame and Michigan, and Iowa and Northwestern, in the same week that Indiana and Nebraska would be the best game of the year, I would have hit you with the dunce stick. But alas, Indiana and Nebraska was the best game of the week. It was a high-scoring affair. Nebraska lost their backup quarterback in Noah Verdell. Uh, had to bring in... There's apparently another McCaffrey yo kid. There's <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that before this week. I'm looking at it, I'm like... Did Dylan McCaffrey transfer midseason from Michigan to Nebraska? Nope. It's Luke McCaffrey. He had to take some snaps because Verdell got hurt and Adrian Martinez wasn't back yet. Um, Wandale Robinson had a great game. I think he even attempted a couple of passes because they were just <laughs> really desperate. Um, Nebra- like I watched a lot of this game. This was just fun. They slowed Stevie Scott at the beginning. Uh, of the game, and then their big interior defensive presence, uh, Darian Daniels, who's like 340, uh, went down with an injury, and that's when Stevie Scott started getting his legs churning and started ripping off some more, you know, chunk you know, yardage at like five, six, seven yards of pop, got himself in the end zone. Indiana got up to a 14-point lead, put it to bed. They won 38-31. Watt Fillier, 14 catches for 178 yards, which, I mean, coming off of a two-catch-for-six-yard performance last week uh, is great to get his confidence back. You know who doesn't have their confidence back is Nick Westbrook because he was held off the stat sheet again. Uh, but, yeah, this was – like, Peyton Ramsey was dealing – yeah, I saw he was struggling uh, in the, like the first quarter, but uh, he definitely turned it around. You know, got Wap Fillier involved. Um, and, it, it helps and, when you get Wap the ball. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think Indiana, Indiana has, is six has a, and two. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I think Indiana they haven't has faced a, anyone in those wins. They have not beaten a team uh, that currently has a winning record. Their best win is this Nebraska game. Everyone else has a losing record. They lost close to Michigan State. They got destroyed by Ohio State. They are another team I can't quite put my finger on. But they're just, they're, they always produce a fun game. And I, you know what? I think every week we need a fun game. And they are almost, 
in reality, every week's kick back on your catch with a cold one game of the week. Just because, just by way of being this team. But so we kind of breezed through those reviews. We're gonna be even faster on the preview because Devin, we got something special, but I don't want to spoil it just yet. Can't wait for that, but you know, it's gonna But alas, be... we gotta get through this slog of a week. Thank goodness there are only four games on the uh, schedule for the Big Ten this week. This is going to be the like most bizarre preview article I will ever have to write because it may not even make it to a page because how do you really like preview four really uninteresting games in depth? But let's get into it. Let's start off. Number 14, Michigan at Maryland. This is Maryland's inept offense versus Michigan's great defense which equals uh, popcorn, uh, and then Michigan's meh offense versus Maryland's speed bump defense, which equals sadness. <laughs> That's all I have on this game. Um, I think Michigan's going to win this one handily. I'm thinking 38-10. to 10. I, I don't have any faith that they can score more than 10 points in a game. Like I, have, I haven't seen Maryland do that in a number of weeks. Really, like, Indiana, and they don't have a great defense either. Like, yeah, like, I don't think against Michigan's defense they stand a chance. We saw double-digit sacks against Iowa from Michigan. So, I mean, imagine what this Michigan's Maryland, defense can do. Or def- Maryland's horrendous offensive line against Michigan's pass rushes. Again, popcorn. Like, I mean, I think it's even just in general, I think it's just a slow week in college football because, I mean. Yeah, there's no, no real good games at all next week. It's like SMU and Memphis might be the I, best I was just, of- I was just watching them. They have that as a night game. so They have that They have that as college game day. Wow. Yeah, it's it's this Memphis one was not a very friendly college week. College game day. Granted, this college season has been insane with the number of, like, surprise teams in the top 25. And then, so you got a prediction for this score-wise? I'm going to go kind of low here. I think Michigan runs the ball. I think this game is going to be a quick game, like, time-wise. This may be over in in two and a half hours. Like, I think Michigan probably wins, like, 28 to 10. I think yeah, we just spotting them ten points, and I don't even know if Maryland will actually hit ten points. Like this Maryland team, I don't know what happened from those first two weeks to now because like they they can't do anything on offense. They can't pass the ball. They can't run the ball, and they can't play defense. Like yeah, I think team once teams figure out if you stop the run game, the RPO isn't going to be effective and Josh Jackson isn't nearly accurate and accurate enough to throw. And Tyrone Pigrome is even worse. It's like, man, this te- this team is horrible. I actually had to consider like this week for the power ranking. I legitimately was like it took me 10 minutes to decide the order of the bottom 3 because they are that tightly grouped together in my opinion. They are all that bad. And Maryland is in that bottom 3. Yeah, they've they, been, they've done. They are a speed since, bump. They've done nothing since being Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next game, Nebraska and Purdue. I mean, at the beginning of the year, this looked like this was going to be a very fun game. 
Per- Nebraska was supposed to be back. Purdue was supposed to be healthy. Neither of those has happened this year. Nebraska's 4-4. Four and four. Purdue is 2-6. and six. A loss eliminates them from bowl eligibility. Like... Man, this this is this has to be a Big Ten game. This has to be a Big Ten network game. It probably is, uh, but I think it's ironically going to be a high-scoring game because these defenses are not good at all. Yeah, exactly. But if it rains, it's going to be probably one of the worst games we've ever seen because both these teams <laughs> like to uh, like to throw the ball down the field. So if it's Definitely. a rainy game, it's it's going to be ugly. But I think if it's you know overcast or sunny. I think no, this is a Fox Noon game, so... Ooh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, it's a slow week. Ooh. Oh, wait till you see what the Big Ten Network game is. Oh, no. I know what that means. <laughs> uh, any, anyway, um, I, I think this is going to be a lot of fireworks. You're probably going to see big numbers from Wandale Robinson and David Bell on the other side for Purdue. Uh, and J.D. Spielman for Nebraska as well. Yeah, I like, think Bryson Hopkins gets back on track and has a, another big game. Uh, I see this one. Uh, I'm going to pick Nebraska to win. All right. Uh, I got them 45 to 38. I'm going to say that this one goes, again, kind of high scoring like we thought. I'm going to say 34 to 31. Uh, I'm picking Purdue in this one. And... I mean, we've seen how Coach Brom coaches with his back up against a wall. This team is facing bowl ineligibility. A loss would put them at two and seven, making them ineligible. I think they have a chance at at, at saving that off for another week. Uh, if that pass game can get going, Nebraska's defense, despite having two pretty good corners, I think Lamar Jackson is underrated. He just got Certainly. destroyed. He got destroyed by Wap Fillier last week. And David Bell is a whole new monster, and this team may get Rondale Moore back. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know. Uh, that was something else I was going to talk about. I just don't know if, like, for either side, you bring back Rondale Moore or Adrian Martinez at this point. Uh, for my for my amusement and for my entertainment, I would hope so. But for an actual team building, no. I think I think you just leave them both out because I mean. If they're not 100% healthy, they're they're not going to be that effective. Uh, Question Rondell, for you. Yeah. Has Rondell Moore played four games? Is um, he eligible for a medical redshirt? Let me check, actually. Which, I mean, I'm, that would put him at a redshirt sophomore next year. He'd still probably bolt for the draft, but... So I'm right now watching the Clippers just destroy the Hornets, and it's not even midway. It's barely midway through the first quarter. Yikes. <laughs> uh, I, I think he got hurt, like, the first possession of the Minnesota he, game. That he was might be. Game. He was, might be. Oh, he'd be eligible then. Uh, and I, I'm not sure about um, Sindelar. But I also uh, Sindelar I'm, is eligible. Uh, the thing with him is that he's already been granted a sixth year. So okay. they're not going to grant him a seventh, I would think. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm picking Purdue in this one. I think that they have enough in the passing game and the weaknesses in Nebraska's defense where they can, 
they can stave off elimination for another week. Honestly, I wouldn't. Either way it goes, I mean, it's, it's pretty much a coin flip here um, for the game. So I really wouldn't be surprised if either team won the game. Me neither. Um, all right. Let's get into the 330 Big Ten Network game. Hold on to your seats, ladies and gentlemen. We have Rutgers in Illinois. You can get into this game for as low as $20. I would take your $20 and use that for something else. Like, anything else, really. I can't... Oh, my God. We couldn't put this as a new game? This should Just be get a out new the game. way. Just get out the way, I mean... Honestly, put Michigan at 3.30 or something. I don't know. I don't know with this slate of games. Um, I think uh, I don't even see this being highly competitive. Maybe it is. Maybe Rutgers surprises us. They just came off a win against Liberty. They could very well. I can hear your fiance giggling at that in the background. <laughs> they could very <laughs> I can't, I can't take this serious, what I'm about to say. They could make this a game, man. Uh, I believe in Johnny Langan or whoever his name is. <laughs> you Spoken like a man that truly has not watched Rutgers at all this year. I have watched <laughs> I have watched far too much Rutgers. I know that this is over. Illinois is, is inching closer to bowl eligibility. They are 4-4. Four and four. Um... They're going to be 5-4 and four after this game. Uh, Illinois is going to get literally whatever they want in this game because, I mean, congrats, Rutgers. You beat a Bible college that hadn't, that's only played, like, two F, you know, like FBS schools. I'm, I'm really proud of you. Uh, unfortunately, you have to go back to facing teams in the Big Ten and you've only scored 14 points in the conference this year. So I'm going to take Illinois, and I'm going to take them by a gigantic margin. I'm going to say that Illinois is able to run up the score on Rutgers, and I'm saying that they can probably hang 50 on them. I'm going to say 52 to 10. I am giving Rutgers <laughs> 10 points in a conference game. This is the first time in weeks I've given them points. <laughs> I, I said they would lose 35 nothing to Liberty. So, I mean, you sh that shows my level of confidence in them. Uh, they're going to get absolutely destroyed. Because it's a game that actually matters. And, and, and by the way, this loss would officially eliminate Rutgers from bowl eligibility. <laughs> like they had Just a anyway. <laughs> Just in case anyone thought that there was still a chance. Because let's say a miracle happens and they win this game, Devin. They then have to face Ohio State, Michigan State, and Penn State in a row. By the way, Penn State's a road game. Like, I swear, they, they, they hate Rutgers. They, just, they, they hate them. They, they're going to they're gonna keep making their By the way, that's going to be a great game for Penn State if they're still, like, undefeated or, like, in contention for, like, 
go into the Big Ten championship game or the oh, college football playoff. <laughs> the last game before you have to play potentially conference championship or your bowl game, and you get like the ultimate confidence booster in facing Rutgers at home. Imagine I don't even start like the first or second teamers in that game, and I still probably win by thirty. But but imagine a scenario they lose to Ohio State, <laughs> and then they got to play Rutgers off of that loss. No, it's two weeks after. It's two weeks after. I thought they played Rutgers last game of the season. They do, but unless yeah, they play they play, they play Ohio State the twenty third. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I'm still looking at Rutgers. Oh, my oh, goodness. Gotcha. So, yeah, they do. Yeah. They, they go immediately from Ohio State to Rutgers. Ooh, that is... <laughs> By the way, Rutgers goes from Ohio State, gets a, 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 a reprieve because they have to face Michigan State. It will still probably annihilate them. Dude. And, and, then they get, and they have to go to Happy Valley. Are you going to that game? Honestly, if it's snowing, I will not go. <laughs> I, I do not want to go to that game. So, so who do you have? So who do you have for Rutgers versus Illinois? <laughs> I got Illinois, man. I'm, I'm not picking. I, you'll never catch me on this podcast <laughs> picking Rutgers. So no. All right. Well, you got a score prediction. I'm going to be really generous. I think the offense shows up <laughs> and scores three points. Thirty-four. <laughs> You had me going there for a second. You know, it's like that gift they had us there in the first half, uh, but like uh, they're gonna show up and score three points. <laughs> oh man! See, we can have fun on this podcast without cussing. All right, and then, oh, man, I've been wanting Indiana to have a a game where they can show that they're for real or not. And they're not getting that this week. They, they, they play at home against Northwestern. Who, I'm going to spoil it, Devin. All right, the article should be out by now. Go check it out at whole9sports.com. Week 10, Big 10 power rankings. Rutgers moved out of the basement and the new worst team in the conference, Northwestern. Your yeah, reaction. We were talking about this earlier. <laughs> there, there's no reason they should be. Were they one and seven now? Uh, no, they are six. one and six. But what? yeah, they it, were nine and five last year. They were in the conference championship last year. Pat Fitzgerald was being brought in for M- for NFL head coaching interviews last year, and now he's probably going to get fired from his alma mater. I just don't understand. Like, this is the same team that has beat, before this year, they beat Iowa three years in a row. Dude, I mean, their remaining schedule is Indiana, Purdue, UMass, Minnesota, Illinois. I don't hear a single win. Nah, UMass. They're 2-10 and ten this year. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, what is UMass? U- UMass is, they're 1-7. It's going to be the battle of one and what, whatever. I'm not watching that game at all. All right, ESPN's matchup predictor still has that as a Northwestern 98.4% chance of victory. (laughs) That shows how bad UMass is. UMass got blown out by Rutgers. I'm taking that 1.6% chance, man. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm assuming that you're going to take uh, Indiana in this one. Yeah, I actually think this is going to be... 
a closer game than expected. My, my question for you for this game, and this is all I have in, in the rundown, can Northwestern score, like, at all? Like, can they do it at all? They will against this Indiana defense because their defense isn't that great. Um, I'm gonna can, can, can I can I go ahead. Can I come out with a hot take? <laughs> can, can I come in with a scorching hot take? Uh, Indiana's defense, which is like a sieve, if we're being honest, they have like one good player in the secondary. All right, and Burgess, he's a defensive back, which is ironic because they gave up a lot of passing yards. Uh, they they are going to shut out Northwestern. Mm. I actually think that Indiana is going to have multiple defensive touchdowns in this game as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, and if I'm pulling it up. By the way, uh, no one on Indiana's team has more than one interception this year. <laughs> That's Indiana. That doesn't, like, I think, what do they have? They have three interceptions as a team. Um, I think think that they can probably get three interceptions in this game. They are not good at all. This this Northwestern team is terrible. They are terrible, like Charles Barkley would say. They are, as Shaquille O'Neal would say, barbecue for our chicken. Like, they are every adjective you could think of of terrible. That is this Northwestern team. And I think that Indiana's defense alone would be able to score two touchdowns. So I'm going to say Indiana takes this one 44 to nothing. I don't think that Northwestern's going to score for at least another week or so. Mm. Uh, I'm going to just go 30 to 6 and call it a day. <laughs> All right. So we have gotten through that dross of a week. Now we have some fun stuff, Devin. Let me introduce this. So a couple weeks ago, Devin and I were sitting there talking about ideas for the offseason or, like, uh, ideas for, like, the conference championship week when there's only going to be one game in conference. But we decided to choose this week just because of how rough the predicted games were the week before, like, and how rough the, like, this week is. We needed to have something to kind of wash the bad taste of having to, watch and talk about some of these really kind of bland or boring or just bad games we've had to watch. Worry, Devin, you and I are both big fans of hip-hop, both big fans of rap music. Okay. We are comparing every Big Ten team to a, to a rapper or rap group. Here are the rules. We will go one by one, and I am only allowing two repeats. So we can only agree on, on, on a rapper twice. All right. Are like you for, ready for uh, the same team? Uh, the same team or the same rapper, so that way we don't like. That way we don't have like the same fourteen guys, but just assigned to different teams. Gotcha. All right. So I'm gonna start, and we're just literally going basically by the rankings that I put together from my power rankings. It's off by a little bit, but I threw together this list in order uh, in about three minutes. So I'm gonna start off. Ohio State, they're Kendrick Lamar. They are at the top of their game. They can't really do anything wrong, and even when they do, it turns out okay for them, as evidenced by this past week when the passing game was really not a factor at all, but they still were able to destroy 
and uh, just like shell shock uh, Wisconsin with the running game and the defense. And I mean, Kendrick doesn't really put out bad songs. And if he does, they're always over, you know, overlooked by the fact that he puts out banger after banger after banger. I can't disagree with that. Uh, for me, for Ohio State, I put Drake, uh, but for a different reason. Uh, I would say more like long- longevity. Like Ohio State in the 2000s and even in this decade, they have they have at least won, you know, a few champ, a few conference championships kind of in each decade and kind of been that team that have won the most, you know, over that period of time. That kind of reminds me of kind of Drake's longevity of still being able to be, if not the best, one of the best, considered one of the best uh, rappers consistently since, you know, since 2009. So I would say, so I would say like longevity wise in how Ohio State has continued each and every year to, you know, be up there and be in the conversation of, in the championship contender, um, you know, a few hiccups here and there. I mean, you know, for Drake kind of, you know, going off of, you know, his beef with Pusha T and kind of losing, you know, that battle. Uh, this is reminds- already one of the best things we've ever done. And we're only, <laughs> one, we're only one team in. Right. Uh, and kind of how, you know, he lost that battle. Kind of like Ohio State last couple of years have lost to teams uh, they shouldn't have lost to and have slipped up. So, that's, uh-huh. a, that's a good cop, uh, comparison, man. I like that. All yeah, right. it was one, one of the few I actually came up with, so we'll see how the rest goes. All right, number two, Penn State. This is where I put Drake. And the reason I put Drake is that when you, when you watch Penn State, you know you're probably going to get a good game. You know you're probably going to see a win. But it may not always be the sexiest. It may not always be the best. It's... But it's 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 mainstream in a way. It it it's you're usually going to get that kind of lull. And there are people that say that Drake, when he raps, sounds like he's asleep. And I can say that because I'm from Toronto. Um, but the reason I picked it is like there are a lot of people that don't think that Drake is necessarily a great rapper. I don't agree with that. I think he's a great rapper. There are a lot of people that are still doubting this Penn State team. So I think when you factor all of that um, you know, together, I think Penn State and Drake are a pretty good match. I, honestly, that's, that's a really good comparison, uh, kind of thinking about, you know, like the, the Lowell's is like a perfect comparison. For me, uh, I picked Me- Meek Mill for a different reason. Um, and kind of, I didn't even think of him. He's not on my list because I'm not really familiar with Meek. So not more of like musical style, but like how Meek Mill, he went away, away, you know, (laughs) at jail for, (laughs) (laughs) he went, he went, he, you know, he was in prison or whatever. Uh, obviously Penn State's allegations, I'm going to kind of go down that route, but I'm not going to go too deep because I'm not trying to get in trouble. But anyway. Um, and As then, I sip my beer. <laughs> and then uh, kind of the comeback. So more of like the comeback of, you know, Meek Mill came back. He came out with his album. Uh, and, you know, he's kind of regained prosperity. That's kind of how Penn State has been since they had James Franklin. You know, they had the breakout season in 2016 where they uh, made the Big Ten Championship, won the Big Ten Championship, made it to the Rose Bowl. 
uh, was one spot away from being a college football playoff. So, you know, kind of like the, you know, you got the Philly, Pennsylvania kind of connection, plus, you know, both of them coming back from legal issues. issues. Legal issues. So that's a that's a good that's a good comparison. I like that. All right. So Meek, I mean, like I said, he's not he's not on my list. So I mean, uh, Drake, I believe, has been used twice. So obviously he's done. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick is still out there for you. All right. Number three, Minnesota. This one I had a lot of fun with. I gave them Tyga, and I'll tell you why I gave them Tyga. <laughs> because and I was gonna give them someone else, but I figured that this was just such a fitting uh, comparison because. You know, Minnesota, they were really good 70 years ago. And then they had a lull. And, like, they had those years, like, beginning of, you know, early to mid-2000s with Marion Barber. And then... uh, Lawrence Maroney. Lawrence Maroney, thank you. I I was drawing a blank on his name and I couldn't... I was going to say Braylon Edwards, and then I realized, no, it was his younger brother that played running back at at, at, uh, Minnesota. And then they kind of went away again for a bit. And since P.J. Fleck came in, Minnesota is on a roll. They're at the top. They're not really being challenged by anyone. Kind of like how Tyga, when he left that Kardashian-Jenner chick, um, now all of a sudden he's kind of relevant and making good music. And there's not really a lot of good rap music for him to compete against. Uh, it was while well, I was listening to some Tyga in the car today, and I thought, you know what? This is Minnesota as a team because, like, he had base. Have, ba- did you hear his equivalent of like Old Town Road? I can't say it because it's a cuss word, but like, y- you know what song I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he put out some pretty good hits this year. Minnesota, there ain't no, but like, this is a bad year for rap music. This is a bad year for Minnesota schedule. It, it's a perfect match, if you ask me. I hear exactly what you're saying. And for those last couple reasons, I said the baby for Minnesota. Because I don't know who that is. Go look him up. <laughs> anyway, um, he's like one of those, these new kind of... Oh, oh, I do know who yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah, he's, I, I, yeah, yeah. he's the one with like the, the Suge Knight video, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I've never actually listened to one of his songs. Like I'm going to be totally you, honest with you. You, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like kind of like the the new school got the the swagger back, um, kind of new life. That's kind of what he brings, uh, kind of to the rap game, quote unquote. Um, and he, he's not gonna. I mean, we don't know how long he's going to be around. We don't know how long Minnesota's going to be around. That's um, a very good point. So that's kind of why I went there. It's kind of, you know, I, w- I look for, like, who's kind of rising as a rapper right now. He, he's, he was one, one of the names that kind of popped into my head. So not particularly any, like, you know, musical star or anything like that, but just kind of his rise, you know, in the music scene and Minnesota's rise this season. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody expected Minnesota to be 8-0 at this point, so... All right, this is how you can tell I spent way too much time actually thinking of these comparisons. Because number four, Michigan, I gave them J. Cole. I did did think about doing that, but I picked somebody else. But go ahead. See, funny enough, behind the scenes, two weeks ago, when Michigan was still being seen as really bad, Devin and I compared them to Nicki Minaj. Because two weeks ago, they were 
all they were all visual appeal, no actual substance. You know exactly what I'm referencing. <laughs> um, and Nicki Minaj half the time is unlistenable, and Michigan most of the season has been unwatchable. But I picked J. Cole because they are, much like J. Cole, a very name-brand team, or J. Cole would be a name-brand rapper, but purists in the industry have called them out. There are rap purists that have called out J. Cole as bland, boring, uninteresting, fake. There are teams, there are pundits that have called Michigan bland, boring, bad at football, inconsistent. But at the end, every once in a while, they, they are able to shut up the critics. I mean... Michigan destroying Notre Dame this week was J was the was their equivalent of J Cole dropping middle child. That is a very good point. <laughs> you were not expecting that, were you? No. <laughs> it it kind of made me want to rethink my pink. Uh, <laughs> I picked Nas. Ooh, uh, you went old and, school on this. Yeah. I I do not have a lot of old school, which is funny. Because I list, I grew up on old school rap like Nas and and Diddy and and even Tupac and he's not on my list either. And I kind of went old school because like everybody talks about the old Michigan teams and you know how good they were with both Shim Beckler and all those guys. Uh, Lloyd Carr. They, even back when, when we were growing up, they were good with Lloyd Carr. Do, do you know how long it's been since Michigan has won the Big Ten Championship? Like, it's, uh, it, it's, it, been, it, it's been a while. It's been over a decade, I know that much. It's been a while. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Nas. Nas was in early 2000. He was that guy. It was him and Jay-Z kind of going at it. Um, but, I mean, now, I mean, Nas still makes music, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? That's same a good as, comparison. The same as his peak. So I feel like Michigan is still living off of the, like you said, the brand and the name. Because, I mean. Nas is let, still doing the same. Yeah. I mean, like, you you could go a couple different routes with kind of that kind of logic that. Oh, I have be, some ones where you they're going to make you scratch your head. <laughs> I, we, I might even get some hate mail. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm but, not. I, look, look, I, I like Nas. I, I think he's a great rapper, but at the same time, he's not his music. I mean, people still listen to his old stuff, but I don't hear people saying, oh, do you hear the new Nas song, the new this, the new that? Nobody I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, have you heard the new Nas song? Because I think he kind of fizzled out. Yeah. So really, when we were in grade school. Yeah. So that, that's kind of me from Michigan. They haven't been who we expected them to be them to be for so long now like uh, that, that's you, a you good comparison keep, you just you are gonna expecting. love my next one you are gonna right. absolutely love my next one wisconsin uh, dj khaled <laughs> <laughs> one dimensional absolutely oh, one dimensional and, and you know what wisconsin has been known for decades for really actually their like entire existence for just running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, two, three, one thousand yard rushers in a season, like like Melvin Gordon, Monty Ball, and and all those guys that were like all over a thousand yards, and 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 I mean, 
when was the last time Wisconsin had, other than Russell Wilson? Because that doesn't count. He was a transfer. Like, but when was the last time Wisconsin had like a thousand yard receiver? When was the last time there was a DJ Khaled song where you can remember him rapping? Where he wasn't relying on someone else doing the actual work for him while he <laughs> was just sitting there shouting, we the best, which is always hilarious because he never actually does anything on his own. So, like, you don't contribute anything to this, Khaled. You're just there to shout another one, we the best, uh, several other, they don't... They don't want us to be successful. Whatever, whatever Humpty Dumpty crap he's on about. And every time, like once a year, DJ Khaled comes out with a song. Like last year, it was the one with Chance and Bieber and Quavo. I, I might one. even be mixing them together. I think I've mixed together like three of his songs. It just Probably. like because they're all the same thing. Every Wisconsin season, it's the same thing. Run the ball, run the ball. We don't want to pass. We'll get like two losses to teams we absolutely sh like a loss to a team we absolutely shouldn't. And then when we have to face uh, one of the big boys of the conference, we wither away. That is that like they're the, blink and you miss it for their time actually in the spotlight. They are DJ Khaled. Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree with that pick at all. I, I'm dying um, to hear who you have. I, I've been going back and forth just now trying to figure out. Uh, but I'm going to say Birdman. You know what? That's and, another one I was thinking of. Because, again, Birdman and, been doing the same thing for 20 years. Anyone they, actually listen to a Birdman album? No. You've listened to, like, the three songs he puts out every five years that are relevant. And it kind of reminds me kind of uh, – Wisconsin's running backs that they had. Funny enough that you mentioned Birdman because he's the same record label as DJ Khaled. <laughs> and like there was a time in like when we were when we would have been like 12, 13, 14 where if DJ Khaled put out a song, guess who was on it? Birdman. Like, or as he was known in the 90s, Baby. Oh, shit. I'm still recording. <laughs> that, picked, that picked up. <laughs> It's okay. It wasn't us that that swore, so we're good. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. You can keep that in. I don't care. It's not going to be us getting yelled at. Yeah, that's true. You can get edit that last comment out, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I picked Birdman because he had all these great rappers. What Lil Wayne on his uh label uh Nicki Minaj to a certain degree Drake uh and they could he could never they would never be like consider a top label because they couldn't sign nobody else I mean and you know what and again kind of like DJ Khaled same thing every year anytime Birdman tried to get intricate with any sort of wordplay he failed because <laughs> my favorite Bird, my favorite Birdman failed joke failed punchline is what up, five bag full of every president that ever died? First oh. of all, not every person that's ever been president is put on money. <laughs> and second, wait, just wait, no. Wait till we get to the end of the list, because oh, I some, have some, I have somebody, some good ones. Somebody on Birdman's labels at the end of the list, but anyway. Oh, I got some ones later. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I picked uh, Birdman for Wisconsin because it's the same thing with him every year. Uh, he produced. He got. He had. He got great talent on this label. He had great talent on this label and couldn't couldn't get anybody else to join. Couldn't get That's any. It. Couldn't sign any other big rappers. So we both kind of had the same same th- logic and thinking behind this one. I like that. We're still kind of we're we're down the same same like thought process without picking a lot of the same guys. Um you're going to love my one for Iowa. Uh I gave them French Montana. And if you're <laughs> unfamiliar with who French Montana is, he's the 2010s equivalent of Mace in that he always kind of sounds bored when he's rapping. Um his substance is never really there either. Uh, and kind of like watching Iowa's offense, whenever French Montana's on a verse, I kind of forget he's either on the song or I kind of want to just sleep. Uh, because, like, this dude's biggest song was with the dude from Ray Shrimmerd, and on his own song, he didn't appear for, like, two and a half minutes. He just wasn't a factor in his own song. It's like, did this dude kind of forget to, like, hang on, I got the beat work, uh, you know, the beat work, I got the, the guest appearance, uh, did I forget to, to, to turn the stove off? Oh, that's right, I actually got to record something. Like, <laughs> he just, he always sounds bored. You yeah, like he make a so ton of money. He's he's so uninteresting. Just like watching Iowa's offense is uninteresting, and that was my connection. Same type of thought process for me. Uh, I put down Mace because <laughs> <laughs> we had the same thought process entirely. Because again, French Montana is the new age Mace. <laughs> like Mace, man. Uh, he ruined he, mo money mo problems. He's man. so. Oh, and, and you know what? They both have very grating voices. Yeah, it just have, doesn't. It just doesn't do it. It doesn't work. And neither of them have. Uh, neither of them, like again, Mace with his high pitched voice and a speech impediment, it didn't really. It didn't really work. French Montana with his like kind of droned out, kind of half asleep voice, doesn't really do it for me either. And Iowa. Doing what they do, it doesn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah, we we can go ahead, and move, we can go ahead, and move on, man. Because all I, right, I all right, Indiana, y- you're gonna love this one. I gave them Young Thug <laughs> because when I just want to listen to some music and just zone out, and I don't really care about the quality of it, I listen to Young Thug now and then. And when I just want, like, a fun game where, like, I'm not entirely understanding of, like, what's going on. And, yes, that was entirely a dig at the fact that Young Thug, when he's really into it with the auto-tune, I have no idea what he's saying half the time. Um, But with Indiana, if I just want to, like, sit back and I know I want to see a game that's always going to be exciting, where I never really know what the outcome's going to be, you throw on an Indiana game. Yeah, that's that's a good pick. Uh, yeah, you know so. what? It makes sense when I when I explained it, eh? Yeah, I mean, because they're it's it's like one of those things. You know, they're not going to be a, like a top rapper or anything like that, but they do make you know music. Uh, you know that, and, and also it, I'm not really sure if Indiana's good, and I'm again. For a different reason, because I generally don't know what Young Thug is actually saying when he's like at his most auto-tuned. I have no idea if he's really a, a good rapper. Do people actually like Young Thug? I have no idea. 
they do. There's a crowd that absolutely <laughs> loves him, and there's a crowd that despises that absolutely him. hates him. There are people that think Indiana should be ranked on the merit of being six and two, and there are people that have looked at the fact that they're opposing, you know, that their opponents' records are combined fifteen and forty-four, and go absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Who did you give uh, uh, Indiana? Uh, Indiana, I went with uh, Lil Uzi Vert um, because. <laughs> See, anytime I think of him, I just think of, I just think of the bad and bougie um, video yeah. <laughs> and just how ridiculous he was in that, and just some of the really bad lines he's had in his career. Yeah, of of all the Big Ten teams, this is kind of like the team that's exciting to watch. That uh, you know that you know will put up a lot of points. They they can move the ball offensively. They have those flash plays. They have those flash players. But no one's um, ever going to take them seriously. Yeah, um, <laughs> like nobody nobody is going to take Uzi seriously. I mean, no. he, they they make fun of him all the time. It's um, <laughs> easy to make fun of. It's really um, easy to make fun of. But I kind of went off of that premise because, like I said, uh, Indiana, fun team. Uh, and I think of kind of like of the teams of the Big Ten, it's like they're just so different. They have like so many, they have like quite a few Florida guys. And that's kind of what made me think of that. Because like, I know, like, I have, you know, I played football before and I played with Florida guys and they, they listen to like music like that. And, they're always like dancing and stuff like that. I just envision that's how Indiana's locker room is compared to some of these other teams that have been kind of stuck in their ways for years and years and have tradition and all that. And not to say Indiana doesn't have tradition, but they don't have as much as say like <laughs> Ohio State, Michigan. Exactly. They don't have a lot of guys playing on Sundays. Exactly. So so I get that. You you're, you're going to like this next one. Illinois kidding. Mm. And and here's why. I like Kid Ink. Alright? I think he's an underrated rapper. I also think he's maddingly madden like he's incredibly inconsistent. He will have really good songs. Like um Round Here, great song by Kid Ink. Uh Show Me, great song by Kid Ink. Most like he had a couple songs on his album a couple years ago, Summer in the Winter. Like, that was a pretty good album. And then he'll put out stuff where I'm just like, dude, what even is this? Like, he, he, he put out a song this year called Randy Moss. And I'm like, man, if you're going to speak the goat in, in the title of your song, it better be fire. I will tell you, Devin, it is not fire. <laughs> I turned it off in like 30 seconds. It was so bad. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like Indiana in a way, like, Again, like, this is coming just, like, less than a full year after he put out a mixtape, Missed Calls, where he had, like, three or four really good songs on it. And he put out this, kind of like how, like, Illinois, their banger was beating Wisconsin, but it also came not too long after losing to Eastern Michigan. And, you know, like, losing to Nebraska when you shouldn't have and like coming off of a four game losing streak. This team could be like six and two, seven and one had they just been consistent. Kid Inc. could actually be taken seriously if he was just a consistent rapper. 
Yeah, I feel that. Uh, for me, I picked King Los, and I don't know if you heard I don't know him. who that is. I don't know who that is, so, so enlighten me. So he's this guy, uh, he, he's an amazing freestyler. Uh, he can freestyle off of anybody's beats and stuff like that. Uh, he has great lines, but when it comes to making his own music, he's it's not good. So he can take he can take say like a, a sick Kanye West beat, sick sick Drake beat, sick Con- uh, Kendrick Lamar beat, and he can freestyle for days. But when it comes to like actually putting together a song, you got all the elements. He's not that great at doing it, and that's kind of what reminds me of Illinois. They have like these great players but they can't ever put it together if that makes sense. Yeah, you know what? I again I mean, I'll take your word for it cuz I'm I'm not familiar familiar with them, but like I'm just I'm looking through my my kidding stuff in, in my iTunes and I mean like even in just the ones that I have and and these are songs that I have downloaded and I have actually like taken there are good songs like, you know, Too Lit with Jeremiah. That's a good song. Uh, that's on you. That's a good song. Nasty, which he did with with Jeremiah a couple years ago. That's a good song. Then he's got songs like, uh, you know, Main Chick with Chris Brown, which is it, it's terrible. It's it's terrible. Uh, no miracles with Machine Gun Kelly, which just says all it ha- all all you need to. And I almost put Machine Gun Kelly on here for Maryland, <laughs> but I decided not to because I thought of, of one even better than than him. Uh, but like, there are just, there are somewhere I'm just like, man, like there, there are some bad songs. It's if, if every, it's like, it's almost like for every two hits he makes, there's like a flop and a half. It's almost 50, 50 with him. Yeah. then kind of like going off of that King Los, like, like I said, he's an amazing freestyler. Uh, and you think about the Illinois games when they like, you know, lock in and actually, have some sort of game plan, and, and granted, uh, I you know Lovey Smith, he he's finally starting to turn things around in Illinois, uh, but offensively, it the passing game is like so inept, and I kind of relate the passing game to like the making of actual songs by King Los himself. Like it's it, the quality just isn't nowhere near where it needs to be with kind of the talent that they have. Not they very have. well balanced in a way. Yeah, he he's not. It's like more. It's like Tons of more freestyles that people know about from King Lowston is actual music. Uh, you know a lot more about Illinois' running backs and defensive line and linebackers, yeah. defense in general, compared to who's playing quarterback and who are the receivers because the receivers can't get any shine because the quarterback play has been terrible this season. For, but, for a number of years, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't name a quarterback from Illinois in the last couple of years that has been good. Since nope. Juice Williams. So. Yeah. All right. This next one. Nebraska. I gave them Migos. Mm. And I will tell you why I gave them Migos. Because the Migos, they're, no, Migos, much like Nebraska, they have their audience. If you want just stuff you can nod along with and not pay any attention to any of the lyrics of what's going on, and you're okay with the same thing every single song, then they're for you. But if you want to see improvement, if you want to see progression, they are not your cup of tea. 
and you should find someone else to listen to because Nebraska, they do the same thing for the most part week in, week out. They're the same, really, they're a slightly better version of the team they were last year. They were a four-win team last year. They are at four and four this year. They will probably be a six and six team. But the people that love Nebraska are like, well, like, just wait. It's coming. They're going to be back. And But, like, they were supposed to be back this year. But don't worry about that. The people that like Migos are like, well, they were good. And now, like, look what happens when they went out on their own. Like, really none of them have done well or put out anything of no. Migos was never really for me. They have a couple songs where I like them. But, like, again, it's not really my, my thing. Uh... And Nebraska, like, I compare the game against Indiana this past week and the game against, like, Colorado at the beginning of the season. That's like a Migos good song. you got to really look hard to find one. That's a, that's a great pick. And people are going to hate me for this pick, but Nebraska is Kanye West. Oh! And here's why. Um... 90s, absolutely amazing time for Nebraska football on top of the world. I mean, playing, you know, being Miami, you got Tim Couch, Scott Frost was playing quarterback a couple of those years. 90s are untouchable. 2000s Kanye West is untouchable. Uh And to a certain degree, 2010, 2011, untouchable. And they had like a stretch where – they're like always one of the best teams in college football. Kanye West had a stretch where he was on one of the best rappers. Now, so, kind of like how you kind of went off on that tangent of it takes a certain audience. Kanye West has a certain audience. Mm-hmm. And no matter what he puts out, no matter how, I'm not even going to say trash, but how, how questionable his music is, there's going to be a section of people that's like, dog, this is Kanye West. He's amazing. Yes, beasts are killer. He's a legend. Prestige. You know, best all time, et cetera, et cetera. Ugh. But his <laughs> music has not. Said that. Yeah. <laughs> but his music has not been great as of late. And he just released an album, and I will not listen to it again. So, I'm so probably, I'm probably going to get some backlash on that. But I've been thinking, should I put it for Michigan? Or Nebraska, I feel like Nebraska is more fitting, uh, just kind of their history, Kanye West's history. I mean, dude, people still play Graduation, all those albums from the 2000s. And we always ask, where is that kind of, you know, Dark Twisted Fantasy? Uh, Well, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. uh, People still play that. Still wishing that was the same Kanye we got now, but we're far past that. Nebraska fans still wishing they were in the 90s again, and they're not. So so funny that you said that you know you considered Kanye for Michigan and Nebraska, because I put Kanye for Michigan State. I did consider that, but I do have See, somebody else. And I'm going to tell you why I have Kanye for Michigan State. Because... It has been a long time since I could pretend like I cared about what's going on with Kanye. And it's been a long time since I can honestly say I could pretend like I cared about Michigan State as a contender. Because since they made that first 
since they made that first uh, college football playoff, it has been nothing from them ever since. They've been middle of the road to at times even trash when you look at that three and nine season that's thrown in there. Like it's kind of like Kanye. They hit a high, and you know what? I, I'm I don't care. Come at me in my mentions. It's at WNS underscore Brandon. <laughs> the last good song that Kanye West put out was Blame Game featuring John Legend, and that was 2011. That was eight years ago. All right? It, it was like 808 and Heartbreaks, that was a good album. Graduation, that was a good album. I still, when I'm in a really good mood, will throw on uh, Good Life with T-Pain, which, by the way, T-Pain could fit into so many of these in terms of like these old, like they peaked 10 years ago. Like That could easily be T-Pain for some of these teams. Um, but he's not on my list. Uh, but Kanye now is just like, he ha- there was a song where he was like, Poopity scoop, <laughs> scoopity poop, poopty whoopty scoop. What am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do with a team like Michigan State that insists on throwing out Brian Lewerke and then benching him every week for Rocky Lombardi? <laughs> and then Rocky Lombardi is so bad they have to go back to Brian Lewerke. Like, what am I supposed to do with this team? What am I supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to care? How am I supposed to care about whatever Kanye puts out? I didn't know he had. Um, a new album that came out because again, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, um, I am gonna get so much hate for yeah, that. Yeah, probably. Uh, but <laughs> hey, no, listen, the the Nebraska fans are gonna come after me because that fan base is is something serious, like for real. Michigan State fans, again, it's at WNS underscore Brandon or at <laughs> Dilly Sanders if you wanna if you wanna come at either of us for our takes. Yeah, but uh, Michigan State for me, uh, kind of for different reasoning. Uh, I would say Big Sean, um, and and I I kind of referenced that to you couple, probably a couple of weeks ago. But, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, at that when we were talking about this, Michigan State was like, man, they might actually be a good team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> Big Sean is, is. Let me preface this and say I love Big Sean. I do too. And you know what? The funny thing is, is that Big Sean is only like five three. And what's Michigan's Michigan State always referred to? They're, they're, they're Michigan's baby brother. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I, I, I love Big Sean. I love his music. Um, but there are some hit and misses with his music. And Yeah, there really are. That's Michigan State's football team. Seasons are hit or miss for them. Uh, they'll, they'll either be really good or they'll be mediocre. There's really no in between for Michigan State. Either they're competing for a uh, conference champions or they're just not that team they're in the music city bowl like <laughs> exactly like they, they go from the rose bowl to uh i don't know cheese it bowl like whatever yeah. I, think, I, yeah I don't know if they'd be eligible for that bowl game but like just they're it, it's a thing like it happens like and it's kind of how that's kind of how big sean is like man the um dark sky paradise was an absolute banger uh, that's one of my favorite albums from him. Um, and, and the kind of the joint album he had, uh, I, I can't remember who it, give me a second here. Um, let's see, let's see. Obviously, I'm going to 
uh, with Metro Boomin. The, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't, it, it had some hits there, but it wasn't exactly what we wanted from Big Sean, right? Um, I decided it was pretty good. But recently, he really hasn't released any new music. And that kind of reminds me, Michigan State really hasn't been good as of recent years. So that's kind of my Big Sean comparison to Michigan State, you know, also in the same state. He was a, a Detroit born, born and raised kind of guy. Um, I kind of also made that kind of connection. I uh, uh, I, I got yeah. I got one Big Sean connection that I can make for Michigan State. It is Michigan State this season is the equivalent of this lyric. They taught me I had to dream Black History Month. I wake up and treat the day like Stack History Month. I'm talking Malcolm Flex, Jesse Raxon, front of the plane, I'm Rose Parks. <sighs> the, that's, there you go. I, I wa- this is kind of going off a tangent here a little bit, but <laughs> I, I watched this video on YouTube and they were debating whether or not Lil Wayne. Oh my God, you've seen that. You've yes. seen that video. T- I love yes. that. It's one of my favorite. Because I love both channels that were involved in that. Uh, the rap critic is my guy. I love him. That's how I found out about that line. When they were debating back and forth between <laughs> Lil Wayne and 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 uh, and Big Sean as to who has the worst lyrics. And there are a lot from both. There are a lot from both. Well, Lil, I'm, I'm surprised Lil Wayne has not shown up on either of ours. I thought about. I was like, let me leave him off the list. But one of the one of his. You're from Louisiana. Lines, that may not bode well if you put him on one of these ones and they don't agree with you. Exactly. Uh, one of uh, his lines, Lil Wayne's lines, was like, "Had a female dragon, had a fire conversation." Like, dude, what? I walked up to a big butt and I t- asked that, "But what?" <laughs> And the Wheezy F baby and the F, F is for is whatever. Phenom- like, oh my and God. the F is for phenomenal. You know, <laughs> if you don't know how to spell it is, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I figured, uh, yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. All right, number 11, Purdue. Um, I gave them Eminem. Mm. And, I mean, dude. I, I grew up listening to Eminem. I'm sure it's not a surprise to anyone listening at this point that the white guy from Toronto listens to a lot of Eminem. But that is the reason I chose them for Purdue is because Eminem had that terrible album that came out like two or three years ago. The one where like the best song on it had Ed Sheeran. <laughs> and I like it. I like Ed Sheeran, but he should not be on the best rap song on an album. Like, unless it's like that Ed Sheeran collaborations one that he put out this year, which was fire. But like, again, he wasn't like, you, you know, exactly. I don't know. I don't remember what the album was called. It was that bad. I, it was so bad. I don't remember what it was called, but then he came he came back with kamikaze uh last year and then he had the ensuing diss track with machine gun kelly and i almost put machine gun kelly down from maryland because when you step to a giant you withered um but i didn't um but i feel like 
next year, if Jeff Brom comes back and there's still competent quarterback play and Rondell Moore is healthy and David Bell is healthy, this team is going to have kind of like the equivalent of the Kamikaze album where they're just like, man, Purdue's back. Purdue's back. They, they took a year off with a really, really bad season or Eminem had that off year with a really just unlistenable album and he's had a couple of those in the past and produce had some bad produce had some bad seasons and we can get into how bad encore was as an as an album because it was trash um but like kind of that revival no pun intended um season i think is coming for purdue next year yeah uh kind of on the same premise as i picked wale for uh purdue I haven't heard um, his new song this year. I, I like, but again, I haven't heard much from him in years. Yeah, so Purdue has always been a solid team. Wale's always been a solid rapper, uh, and they've never quite been the best in the Big Ten in quite some time. Uh, Wale's really never been the be- best rapper per se, or even as, in his label uh, uh, with Maybach Music, with Rick Ross and Meek Mill being there. Um, you know, but they, they got talent. Purdue has talent. Wale has some serious talent. He's a poet. Um, some of his lyrics, you're like, they're crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like his album about nothing, that mixtape about nothing. Both of those were like really good. It's just everything else in between isn't isn't always great. Like he, he's trying new things. Purdue has been trying new things, recruiting different players, trying different ways to approach the offense uh, or even defensively, but it hasn't quite worked out, Uh, has some hiccups, you know, in the last few seasons. So that's kind of why I pick Wale. Uh, You know, they always have the potential to be something, but, you know, things just have to go their way. So, like, for, like, Wale, making sure that when he releases something, it doesn't coincide with another rapper in the same week or something like that, so it doesn't get overshadowed. And I feel like he gets overshadowed a lot in his career. And he, he has he has like the skill set and potential to be, you know, considered one of the top rappers in the game. But uh, I think consistency in really finding that lane because he has fans. Purdue is always going to have a contingent of fans. While oh, we found always, that out this summer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Wale is always going to have his contingent of fans, but it's more of continue to make his music, not only, you know, putting it out there, making a good product, but making it mainstream and putting people on notice. And I think last year, Purdue put people on notice. I mean, the Ohio State game was a prime example, and they beat a couple other teams too. Um, but they just weren't able to sustain that success, and I think that's Wale's kind of biggest hurdle in the rap game. That's a good one. Uh, he's not on my list. Uh, I am so going to catch heat on this next one. <laughs> because, all right, before I tell you who I picked for Maryland, given that I'm going to say it's a controversial pick, who do you think I'm picking for Maryland? Is it somebody mainstream? Oh, yeah. Wayne? No, no, no. No, no, no. I may not agree with with Wayne being really even – uh, 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 an above-average uh, rapper, but I see people say that this guy is one of like the top two or three in the game right now, and they're just wrong. It's Future. I hate Future. Future wow. 
for the most part, he annoys me. I don't find a lot of his music interesting. Uh, you ever actually hear Future without his autotune and try to, try to rap? It, it's funny to listen to. Uh, uh, I've heard some of his earlier stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, he never really got better uh, from that, uh, but he just got a lot of publicity because he just happened to appear on a lot of, like, Drake songs and, like, kind of... All right, I'll put it to you this way. Maryland, after two weeks... Everyone was ready to crown them, and then they got exposed because we found out that they were extremely overrated. Future is that level of overrated. He is not interesting. Half the time I can barely understand what he's saying, but not in like the young thug kind of fun I can't understand what, what he's saying. He, he combines young thug's like, incoherentness with French Montana's boredom. And it just bothers me. And Maryland combines, like, the utter lack of any idea on how to play defense that Rutgers has with the inability to move the ball that Northwestern has. So, I mean, he's, so if you can't understand him, and he doesn't even sound interested. Why should I sound interested? And if Maryland doesn't seem interested in playing on a Saturday, why should I be interested in watching them? I do not blame you at all. Uh, <laughs> I thought that that was going to be a fire take, and you were just going to like hang up on the podcast for a second. Oh no! <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I like Future, but it's not somebody like that. I'm going to be like, dang, I need to listen to this. You know what I mean? Every they're, every they're, future song, every song that I have on my iTunes that Future is on, someone else is more interesting on that track than him. Yeah, I can't. I just, yeah. I mean, I have quite a bit of Future on my song, but, like, I will skip the song sometimes because it just... The only... It, I, I'm going to be totally honest with you. The, the only... I mean, I quoted Future earlier in a song to you. That's pro that and like Turn on the Lights his only good solo tracks. After that, like there's a song where it's like, man, I'm more interested in what Kelly Rowland is saying on your song than what I'm hearing from you, Future. Like when I'm more interested in a Destiny's Child, you know, reject than with some are calling the best rapper in the game. It's not a good sign for you. And when I'm more interested in watching, like, Indiana's defense than I am watching Anthony McFarland, who was hyped as, like, a top-five running back at one point this year, it's not a good sign. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming with all the fire takes tonight, man. I might take some heat for this one, too. Uh, it's, this, is, this is tough, but uh, I'm going to say Chance the Rapper. Oh, I got him coming. And I, I know people love him. I think he's a great guy. But I just can't get down with his music like that, man. <laughs> I would just be honest with you. I'm, I'm just not the biggest Chance the Rapper fan. Uh, and, you know, people are going to reference his old stuff and be like, he, this was his stuff. You know, this, you know, this is this is the guy, you know, that. It's going to be next up. You know, I used to hear that next up, you know, after color, color book, whatever coloring book, uh, after that album dropped, you know, everybody was on them. But 
I just don't see it. I mean, I, I just never, I've never like put it on a song by himself. Like the songs I listen to him from are like Ultralight Beam with Kanye West and him, and uh, No Problems. Oh, that's other, a good one. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I'm not really listening to Chance the Rapper like that. Um, and I, I see his name like a lot. You know, his merchandise, his three hat has been really popular. Uh, kind of reminds me of Maryland. They come out hot every year, you know. But where where are they now? Like I, I haven't heard nothing for Chance the Rapper in quite some time. Uh, Maryland is nowhere to be seen on on the uh, football field. I mean, it, it's it's just a rough go. So, I mean, you you might take some heat for yours. Uh, I'm probably gonna take some heat for mine. But I'm not feeling Chance the Rapper, man. All right, second to last one. I, by the way, I I don't I don't mind that comparison at all because like i said chance is still to come on mine ruckers i gave them blue face <laughs> now for those of you who don't know his name is blue face right yeah yeah for those of you who don't uh, see again for those of you who don't know who blue face is and I'm, I'm gonna be totally honest with you uh i have maybe listened to like a combined three minutes of Blueface, just from because there's a channel I follow on YouTube that basically shows clips of like the top 50 songs on the billboard uh, on like the rap charts that week, and, and I'll tell you from, I mean he's 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 appeared multiple times because I guess whatever he's doing is trendy, but whenever I like they'll have like three or four songs because he'll have like three or four songs on the top 50 at the same time. But, like, they are the exact same beat. It's the same beat and <laughs> virtually the same lyrics on every song. It's da 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 Like, it's some, like, weird, like, almost upbeat but kind of boring, like, wind chimey crap in terms, of, uh, in terms of instrumental. And then the chorus is, I mean, Tatiana... And his <laughs> other one that the Louis Gucci Fendi Prada la, 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 Dolce Gabbana they're they're set they're the same melody same everything it's copy paste he basically rearranges the words and just like Rutgers on a week to week basis week to week basis you change the team that they're facing the result is always the exact same they're getting beaten down because when it like Blueface puts the same amount of effort into making a different song as Rutgers does competing in the Big Ten. Rutgers is the blue face of the Big Ten. Oh, just wait for mine. <laughs> I'm terrified. It's going to be like 6-9 or something. <laughs> no, I thought about it, but his legal <laughs> issue. His legal issue. I'm like, no, sir. No, sir. That would have made uh, sense for Penn State. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, or Michigan State. <laughs> yeah. So give me gutta gutta. Oh, is oh. he the one that has the grocery bag? Yes, line? that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly why I picked him. That's exactly I, I, why I actually had to stop and think of who he was for a second because I haven't heard anything from him since that line, and that line is almost is over a decade old. And it's still the worst line in hip hop history. <laughs> because there is, there is no. For those who don't know, uh, Devin, would you like to to kind of paraphrase that line? 
Yeah, so <laughs> I, I believe this is on Bedrock, right? It is on Bedrock, which so, is a terrible song. Call me it, Mr. Flintstone because I can make your bed rock. <laughs> so, which belongs on this list somehow anyways. So this song, it was like a banger in like middle school, junior high. Yeah. This, this is a banger for like school dances and stuff. <laughs> God, the things we used to have at, at school dances at our age. Because Devin and I are both 20. You're 24 now, but we're the same age. But yeah, like the things we used to have to dance to at these at these like middle school and high school dances were, I, I would never. But <laughs> so the the song it got what Drake, Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, uh, Tiger, Lloyd, Tiger. It got all these people on there, and somehow <laughs> gutta, some, gutta. some dude named Gutta Gutter got on the track. He was the first one on the track. So the the opening the opening person you hear is him. No, he no no no. It was Wayne then Gutta. Yeah, well the second person. Uh, yeah, still, yeah. You're just like, <laughs> who is this guy? He was like, this is kind of paraphrasing, but like, I see me with a no Stevie Wonder. Oh God, that was a terrible line on that song as well. Because, you know, he was like, she ain't even got to wonder. She knows she bad. And I got to, you know, whatever, you know, the next word that would go in there. Brother, grocery bag. Yeah. And there's like an awkward pause before he says grocery bag. I'm like, you think even gonna, rap you'd... genius couldn't figure out what that is. And they're, I mean, they're hit or miss, but like. Even still, you know what? Another one that I was thinking was, um, oh, uh, oh, I don't know what, what the guy's name was. It shows how relevant he is. But he had that song where it was like, you know, uh, you know, can I lay on the booty? Copyright that booty. And his, his, his explanation for it on Rap Genius was like, just looking at a girl's, uh, I can tell what's real and what's fake. Copyright, you got to verify that. Make sure it's real, which is not what copywriting does. Uh, <laughs> you know, just by looking at it, I, that, you know what, if she work out and do some squats, it going to hold up for a long time. Are we still talking about the copyright line? I'm, when I say, uh, you know, uh, I, sorry, I'm Mr. Copyright. When I say I'm a copyright that booty, I mean in I'm a copyright your booty, which I mean that clears up everything, right? Like <laughs> his explanation made it even more confusing. Yeah. Every time I watch Rutgers, I come away more confused. Like we came away with three three different terrible rappers for the same team. We could go on and on and on with these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of wrapping up my point though. Uh, every time I hear that song, I just wonder how who was in the booth when he said that, and who and went yup. Who said yep? Go ahead, just put it on there. It doesn't matter. Like what? Uh, you, I could also um, you know, Lil Yachty, because I mean, with the exception of appearing on the one Chance the Rapper song that. Uh, that that he's on that I that I really like. Uh, everything else he does is is terrible. And when you know the first song he he the first line he has on on um, uh, broccoli with drum goes from 
asking a girl if she wants to be his sunshine to then obviously next line got to talk about weapons and and shooting like <laughs> <laughs> right it's natural progression that and a very specific one that I'm not going to get into but yeah like oh my god moving on last but not least Actually, last but certainly least, if we're going by, by the way, that w with the natural progression or regression of these artists, Northwestern is Chance the Rapper. Because I have, much like Northwestern going from 9 and 5 to, like, one of the bottom 10, you know, schools in the country in terms of on-field product and ability to field a competitive football team, to the point where I don't even know what I'm watching on a week-to-week -week basis. I actually like Acid Rap and Coloring Book by Chance. There are a lot of good songs on that. There's act he ha Devin, what if I told you that he has a song where Little Yachty doesn't suck? Like, mm. yeah. He has a song with, with Young Thug and Lil Yachty, and all three are very good on the track. Young Thug has one of my favorite lines in the, ever when he's when he's taught, basically rapping to his girl about how he's got him some rings like he's Bruce Bowen and he's balling on her like he's Chris Paul. Which <laughs> is just a great comparison because Bruce Bowen is not the first person you would think of for that. No, definitely not. <laughs> but like yeah, but anyways, like he was good for a couple of years and like he was solid and again People thought that Northwestern was going to be a team that was up and coming, could maybe compete with some of the upper echelon teams, went to the conference championship, and then Chance put out his album this year, and I got like 35 seconds into like the lead track, or sorry, the, the lead single from the album, and I gave up, because he's peaked. He's done. It, it was awful. It was, it was like listening... It, it was dad puns, man. I don't. That's one of the reasons why Eminem's album a couple years ago was so bad. It was just filled with dad puns. Like, I don't want dad puns in my rap. Like, <laughs> even like, why do you think Will Smith doesn't rap anymore? No one wants to hear his dad puns. All right, Devin, we've been going for a while. Again, this was kind of a one-off thing where we just wanted to have a little bit of fun, just to kind of get through the monotony and especially the dross of a really bad week on paper in the conference, but. Who is your comparison to Northwestern? So I, I absolutely love this guy, uh, but his music is whew, very inconsistent. Uh, and that will be 2 Chains. Ooh, I can agree. I've never really liked 2 Chains, but I, I, does he have a fan base? That's a good <laughs> question. I do not know. <laughs> Because he's like, what, 38, 39 now? He's still he rapping. Is he that old? Is he, yeah. is he that old? He might be old. I, I, I think about the, the song where he talks about all the different, like, when he dies, he wants to be buried. And, like, he's 48. He's four, four, 42, sorry. Jeez. Uh, you know, he raps about, like, when he dies, he wants to be buried in a jewelry store and, like, uh, an adult women's club. Um, like, you, they don't just, like, dig you up and move you somewhere else that I know that for a fact. Uh, and then he's got like the, he's got a lie where he compares himself to Tupac without a nose ring. Like, <laughs> yeah. He, oh, he, oh he has, God. he has some, some uh, bad lines. 
He has some questionable lines now. <laughs> also, also, look at if you look at Wikipedia, just look at his other two nicknames he goes by. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, that, I, it, that's who he used to be. Um, and and I, I, I say this for last because either Northwestern is like surprisingly good or they're laughable. Some of yeah. two chain, two, some of two chains lines are laughable because like, dude, you're in your forties. Yeah, I don't know if you should be making these. I'm super- so high, like an addict. I'm so high like an addict, but the way he has, the way his accent is, they sound exactly the same. I'm on drugs like someone that you would expect to be on drugs. Like, is basically what that line is telling me. Like, so, yeah, like, I, I get that part. This is, a, this is one of his, so I just looked up, like, some of his worst lines. <laughs> All right. So one of them, I'm so high I could sing to a chandelier. My flow a glass of Ace of Spade and yours a can of beer. <laughs> oh, oh, he's got another one where he's talking about how he's, um, he's he's on a cloud. He's you know he's way up in the clouds sitting on a plane. He is so high that he can talk to rain. <laughs> Here's another one. <laughs> Which, if you had a full-on conversation with weather, then yeah. Yeah, you'd have to be pretty high. <laughs> this one says, okay, now catch up to my campaign. Coop the color of mayonnaise. Oh, is another one that does the... Lil Wayne once, once rhymed thighs and legs with mayonnaise. So, like... <laughs> Let's just keep our mayonnaise wraps to a minimum rap game, please. <laughs> Not a lot rhymes with mayonnaise, and if you have to try to make something rhyme with mayonnaise, it's 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 not good. I mean, I, <laughs> I look better on your girl than her outfit. Well, thank you for that visual. <laughs> I, I got a few more here. Oh, God. <laughs> my favorite dish is turkey lasagna. Even my pajamas designer. <laughs> That's that's a that is that is Northwestern's offense. That is offensively bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got you got more. <laughs> yeah, a, couple, a couple more here. Uh, <laughs> every line is dope. You can snort it. Work in the pot. I can make you do aerobics. <laughs> what? That doesn't even make sense. Dipping dipping it like fondue, spinach dip. Cheese stick, appetizers, <laughs> entrees. It's you in that lingerie. What is that? What? <laughs> what about what? <laughs> what? The, How the is <laughs> what? I <laughs> uh, 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 I think I'm good. I'm recovered from that one. Keep going. <laughs> Oh, I think this is gonna be after our last one because after that last one, uh, I can't function as a human being. <laughs> I'm trying to try to find one here because who? Uh, is, uh, some of them I just I just can't say on the podcast. But <laughs> all right, th- this is the last one I got. For you. All right, <laughs> my ri- my wrist deserve a shout out. I'm like, what a wrist? <laughs> yes. 
my stove deserve a shout out. I'm like, what up, stove? <laughs> what? I, I was waiting for you to get that one. Like, why does your stove deserve a shout out? I get it, because he's doing, like, the whole, like, cooking up drugs metaphor, but, like, why? Like, dude, I don't, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> like it, it's how I feel about Northwestern, man. Like, you just don't know, and you're just, you end up confused by the fact that, like, in a way, Northwestern, you're like someone a, a, a approved of that game plan, and with two change, you're like someone actually listened to that lyric and went, "That deserves to be sent out to the masses." Like, <laughs> like I watched Northwestern quarterbacks, and they like rifle five yard outs. Like they look like they're about to throw like a, a deep crossing route, but it's just a it's just a sideline <laughs> pass. Like, <laughs> like I, I just don't understand. They were supposed to be like a huge upgrade with Hunter Johnson and. He's coming from Clemson. You know how Dabo Sweeney has been the last couple of quarterbacks he's had at Clemson. You're thinking he's going to be something great. Clayton Thorson somehow became their savior. I don't even I don't even know how to explain their rise last year and how they even made the Big Ten championship. It's still a, a big head scratcher to me. So, I think that's a good place to call it, because we have gone very long, but that's okay. You are not going to get a lot of long episodes from us. We generally try to stay in around that, like, 45 minutes to an hour. We just wanted to have a little bit of fun. It's a, it's a late week on, in terms of uh, games to preview, and if we didn't do something like this, we probably would have been, based off of how quickly we went through the review, we would have been, like, 30 minutes anyways we wanted to give you guys something fun something entertaining last week's podcast was entertaining for very different reasons we wanted to give something that everyone could actually enjoy uh so until next week guys i'm mike Kernishian or mike spencer depending on how you identify me um he is devin jackson you can find our work on whole you can follow us on twitter and uh we'll see you guys again next week